This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We got one hour of Los Angeles Lakers basketball. Yes, right in the heart of the offseason. Still a lot going on. Lakers uh, right in the middle of summer league. Got to figure out who's going to grab that 14th roster spot. What big are the Lakers going to get? Um, LeBron yesterday on the ESPYs just uh, makes an announcement that he's not retiring. I'm not going to get into too much of that, but I want to talk about Braun a little bit later in the show. And beyond next year, what is what does that look like? That, that, listen, I, I've said this a couple times. This could be Braun's last year as a Los Angeles Laker. Anthony Davis got a, a important date coming up here. He can get an extension uh, on August 4th is when he could get a three-year extension. What are the Lakers going to do then? And then a little bit of chirping with Darvin Ham going uh, after uh, Michael Malone and some of his comments that he's had since they won an NBA championship, which is always fun. So we got a lot to get into. Uh, a little bit later in the show, I got a chance to connect with Max Christie before um, the Lakers-Celtics game yesterday. So I'm going to continue to emphasize that. This was before the game between the Lakers and the Celtics. So uh, keep that one in mind. But six, seven minutes of just uh, catching up with him on how his development going, how summer league's going for him, and how he could potentially be a rotational player this upcoming year. Um, Mike Trudell did send out a tweet a few hours ago on Max Christie. Uh, he sustained a right hip strain in uh, yesterday's game. Will be listed as day-to-day moving forward. Lakers got a game tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies as part of Summer League. Probably don't expect too much from Max Christie the rest of the way. Um, let me start off with this. Let me actually spend a, a minute or two on the Summer League, Lakers Summer League that's been going on. You know, I, I, I find it fascinating, not just the Lakers piece of it. I know the Lakers, there was a year, a few years back when the Lakers won the Summer League, and who was on that team? Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Caruso, um, Kyle Kuzma. I'm probably missing some other players as well, but the Lakers had a ton of draft picks, and they were in the process of developing players. It's a much different franchise today. The fact that they are coming off a, a getting to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, they had two picks, which I think there were some surprises that the Lakers kept them, but I'm sure Rob Palenka decided, all right, well, no, no trades out there that I want, then sounds good. I'm going to do the best I can with a number 17, number 41 pick. But it's been cool to see some of these players play. Max Christie I'll get into in a, in a second. Jalen hood Shafino, all right, kind of a decent, at least so far, um, a decent summer league. Not the most consistent. I think yesterday in their game, I liked his rebounds and assists, but took 20 shots, was only 7 to 20 from the field. Don't pay too much attention to that. Maxwell Lewis, sometimes you see just a, a little bit of, wow, that can that guy be a 3 and D guy in the NBA on a consistent basis? Colin Castleton, that's their big man that at the Lakers are sitting here today and wondering who's going to play that backup big man role for Jackson Hayes or is there going to be somebody else out there with Jackson Hayes and Anthony Davis? 
Maybe Colin Castleton might get some opportunities. He's been nice in the summer league. Demoy Hodge, who I did not know much about before the summer league, uh, a nice shooter and looks like one of those guys that can go out and get buckets. So um, the summer league is serving its purpose. The purpose of the summer league is very simple. The purpose of the summer league is get out there, play some games, get some run, um, get familiar. I mean, guys like Max Christie are going to look a lot different than guys like Jalen hood Shafino because this is Max Christie's second go-around. So there are certain players there that you can just tell they're a man amongst boys. Um, but it's been fun to watch, and I know when Binyama got shut down to get a chance to see him. Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, who the Lakers played a few days ago, um, that was a number two overall pick. So getting a chance to watch some of these young kids, and specifically for the Lakers, trying to see, hey, can you find that diamond in a rough? Um, and uh, here's the reality. I don't know if any of these players will pan out, but I think it's good to see um, some of the, the, the young kids that the Lakers have. Now back to Max Christie. Again, Max Christie will come on 7.30, interviewed him a couple days ago, so we'll get a chance to uh, take a listen to that. Max Christie is the one player that at, at least, and this is not coming off a, well, look what he's doing in summer league. The guy gained 10 pounds since the offseason. Go look at his physique and his body. Um, just looks like one of those guys that, is no question about it, a gym rat, wants every opportunity to play basketball. Uh, any opportunity he gets to just work on his game, he's trying to take advantage of that. I'm excited about Max Christie. I, I think he's actually going to get some real rotational minutes this upcoming season. Now, you might say, all right, well, how's he going to get in there? you got a team that's defending for the Western Con- or trying to get back to not just the Western Conference Finals, but the Finals. They're going to be competing this year. The West is stacked. How is a man in his second year, that young, 20 years old, going to get opportunities to play for the Lakers. I actually go go look at their backcourt. I think there's going to be some opportunities. Their backcourt is basically Austin Reeves, Gabe Vincent, D'Angelo Russell, and Max Christie. Now you could say Jalen Huchifino, but is he really going to get that much playing time this year? I don't think so. I know Coach, I was listening him, uh, to him on the ESPN broadcast yesterday, Darvin Ham was saying that, no, he thinks he, he could potentially get some opportunities. We'll see what happens. Um, But Max Christie, I would not be surprised or shocked that Max Christie, once the season starts, has moments, has opportunities. He's got great size, really nice defender, improving on his three, improving on his offensive game, getting to the basket. Um, So I'm looking forward to what he eventually does as we get a little bit closer to the season starting. Um, LeBron yesterday on the ESPYs. So the ESPYs obviously always airs. Yesterday is supposed to be, the way it usually works, the slowest day in sports. Now, uh, it's because it's the day after the All-Star game. Obviously, NBA, NFL, everybody's off right now. And the ESPYs always air strategically on the slowest day in sports. Braun um, accepted an award and was up there giving his speech and I was thinking it's uh I was thinking it's the the SB award for best record breaking performance and it was commemorating uh Braun passing Kareem for the NBA's all-time scoring record. And I'm going to read off a little bit what Braun said and I'm not going to read too much into it because I definitely never thought LeBron James was going to be retiring, but I'm going to give kind of my full story here. He says, I don't care how many more points I score, what I can and can't do on the floor. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating the game the day I can't play without giving it everything I got on the floor? 
will be the day that I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. So, Bron, God is Espy, basically saying I ain't going anywhere. And uh, if there were any conversation or chatter about Bron retiring, that part is over. It was never a starting conversation for me. Now, I do remember when the Lakers were eliminated, and I remember that night doing the post-game show. We had kind of an extended post-game since it was the final game of the year. And just sitting there listening to LeBron, and all of a sudden you hear Bron, you know, towards the end there basically saying, um, you know, he's not 100% sure. Bron was coming off his 20th season in the NBA. He's doing things we've never seen before. How are you still this productive at this stage of your career? How's that possible? I, I don't know. I, go look at every other player in the NBA. They're not doing what Bron's doing. Bron played all but a few seconds of that final game four. And the Lakers, yes, got swept against the Nuggets, but you're not looking at it and say, well, it's because LeBron James. That's why the Lakers got swept. No, LeBron had put the Lakers in position to even get to the Western Conference Finals, not by himself, had help. There were role players. Anthony Davis was you know, one of the better two-way players in the entire postseason. Um, but I never thought LeBron was going to leave. I think LeBron was just there was some frustration. You lose the game. You play the entire time. You drop 40 points. Um, he had the issue with his foot, so he's got to get some kind of treatment, whatever that was. We don't know the details of it. Eventually, the the dust will settle, and Braun was going to come back. I, what I find interesting is the conversation about, all right, what about LeBron James' past this year? Lakers are going to have some decisions to make in the near future. That's when I'll bring up the AD topic. But the Braun piece of it, he's got a player option next year. And I, I I'll just say this. Me, this is me not knowing anything. But I have heard LeBron James say he does want to play with his son, Bronny. Bron does have a player option next season. Um, the Lakers are certainly built to win right now, and that's what they're trying to do. And I, I think the roster that they have right now won't be the roster that comes into the playoffs. I think they'll any opportunity they get to improve or any tweaks that they can make, I think Palenka in the front office will do it. But that – I've said this a couple times to Travis in the morning show. I've said that, listen – don't there's no guarantee that LeBron will be a Laker after this year. There just isn't. And I and I've heard, and I've heard from his own mouth talk about how much he wants to play with his son. We were chatting a little bit about this morning. I don't know what kind of competition that's going to make for Bronny. Um, if Bronny's supposed to be a number 25 pick and somebody with a number 15 pick says, well, screw it. I'm going to take Bronny with a number 15 pick. And my hope is that I'm also going to get LeBron James granted in his 22nd season. But look what LeBron was doing in his 20th season. And even if he has a drop-off, which we all expect to happen in his 21st season, is it going to be a um, a, a big drop-off or is it going to be something that's just, all right, he went down a little bit, but... I've been saying that for four or five years, and I don't feel like his game, yes, he's not the same player. No, he's not the player in his prime. But what what a fascinating, um, what a fascinating, I think, year we have coming up. Not that that's going to take a lot of the conversation, but it will take some of the conversation. And seeing Bronny at USC, and there's going to certainly be conversation. Hey, is this guy a real draft pick? Is he not? How bad does Bron want to play with his son? I, I was never worried about Bron retiring this year. I really wasn't. I more look at, will LeBron James be a Laker a year from now? That I don't have an answer for. That I find uh, very, very interesting. Okay, I want to do this when we come back. So, Rob Palenka 
addressed, you can call it directly, indirectly, talked a little bit about this key date coming up for Anthony Davis and a potential extension. So AD is eligible for a new three-year deal. Uh, I think the uh, value 167 mil, I want to say. And he'd be eligible for a new three-year deal starting on August 4th. When we come back, let's spend a little time on this. What is the right thing to do if you're the Los Angeles Lakers? What is the right thing to do if you're Anthony Davis, who's been playing with the Lakers this entire time with LeBron James? What should the Lakers in the front office do on August 4th? It is, is it a no-brainer, give Anthony, Anthony Davis the extension and let's just move the hell on, or is it, wait, let, let's pump the brakes here for a second. How available is he going to be? The further you get in your career, it's not like you start playing more games. You're probably playing at best the amount of games you're playing now or less. Um, I think it's a interesting conversation. I certainly have my uh, thoughts on it. If you want to be a part of the show, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, coming up in about 12, 13 minutes or so, got a chance to connect with uh, Max Christie earlier in the week. We are going to play that uh, full interview. Also, just an update here on Max Christie. Mike Trudell put out a tweet a little bit earlier, sustained a right hip strain in Wednesday's game. Yesterday's game against the Celtics will be listed as day-to-day moving forward. Probably don't expect Max Christie to play um, any more in this uh, summer league. Really no need to, but he's been great. He's been fantastic. Um, one of the things we also got out of summer league, which is uh, honestly, this is kind of the one of the best parts about it. You get opportunities to hear from Rob Palenka. You get opportunities to hear from Darvin Ham. I listened to him yesterday. Darvin Ham also went on a podcast. Mark uh, Mark Stein and Chris Haynes. I'll play some clips from that yesterday where he's kind of going a little bit back at Michael Malone. Um, when Rob Palenka spoke, there was some chatter and conversation. So if you don't know, let me properly give some context here. August 4th, Anthony Davis is eligible for a new three-year deal that's worth $167 million, all right? Rob Palenka was asked about it. Palenka started by basically saying he can't give too much details, but let, let me read off a couple quotes here. This was uh, on The Athletic. I wish the CBA allowed us to talk about negotiations, but there's pretty strict rules around that, but couldn't think more highly of Anthony Davis as a Laker and as a player. He's helped drive. He's helped deliver a championship to our franchise. He's been an incredible captain and leader. We saw last year willing to play through a hard foot injury to get our team to the Western Conference Finals. So just love having him as a part of our team. Lakers got a decision to make on August fourth, and I want to you know give a little bit of scope here on Anthony Davis because AD is talked about or criticized as much as any player that I've seen on the Lakers, at least in the, you know, obviously in the near, in in these last few years or so, AD is always talked about. And I think sometimes we forget what AD brings to the table. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here trying to justify Anthony Davis, one of the toughest, one of the um, most difficult pills to swallow on Anthony Davis is how available is he going to be? Last season, he played 56 games. And after he had that about a five-week injury, he was there every night. The only nights he, weren't there, he wasn't there was when the training staff basically had planned 
don't play in back-to-backs, and I know that was its own conversation. The Lakers, remember, one of the back-to-backs was losing against the Rockets, and they were doing everything to just try to make the playing tournament. And, you know, we were at the time saying, could this be the freaking difference of the Lakers not making the playing tournament is losing to the Rockets and AD didn't play in the back-to-back? Um, but nonetheless, Anthony Davis, it's interesting when you look at AD on the Lakers past LeBron James' career. So far, they are adjoined, right? And I think the Lakers' success, it's no coincidence. When Anthony Davis was healthy, they won an NBA championship, and they got to the Western Conference Finals. When he wasn't healthy, they lost in the first round to the Suns and lost three in a row after he got injured in the playoffs. And then um, last season, which it wasn't all on Anthony Davis' availability or any of that, it was... Yes, he only played 40 games, but on top of that, it was also that the Lakers just the roster construction was what it was. Everybody knows it. It's clear that when AD is there, the capability that the Lakers have, when he's not there, they genuinely have no shot to do anything. I think a lot of times with Anthony Davis, and again, this is all going to go back to should the Lakers extend him or not, give him that three-year extension. I think a lot of times... Um, when we look at Anthony Davis, we're so quick, and I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. Listen, I'm uh, I'm one of the first ones to have an opportunity to have a microphone after a Lakers game, and I'm probably complaining about something. I'm saying, you know, AD only took nine shots. You can't have a game where you take nine shots. I only got to the free throw line three times. AD is too good to be uh, that inconsistent on offense. What we do fail to realize is every single time Anthony Davis steps on the floor. He's the best defensive player probably 95% of the time. That what he does on the other side of the floor and the impact that he has and the way he kind of controls the defensive side, we just don't give him enough credit for it. Without LeBron James, I don't feel confident that Anthony Davis can be the best player on a championship team. However... He can be one of those players on a championship team, one of the foundational pieces to a championship team. And if I'm looking at um, there's going to come a day for the Lakers where it's the LeBron James era is over. It It could be as early as next season. But at least for now, when we look at the big picture and we look at the future, um, I got no problem with Anthony Davis on the Los Angeles Lakers for X amount of more years. I don't. Is there some concern about age, or I'm sorry, is there concern about health and how many games he plays? Absolutely there is. And I think that's always going to be there. Um, And I think that's kind of part of the price of doing business with Anthony Davis. But just think about when Anthony Davis is on the floor, how he impacts a game. And just think about with Anthony Davis, when he's at his best, where he is with the, the rest of the key players in the NBA. He's as good as anybody. Again, I'm gonna go back to it. Yes, you, you gotta be, you gotta do it on a consistent basis. But um, I have a difficult time thinking that Anthony Davis is not gonna be a Laker in the next couple of years. That's my own personal opinion. If August 4th rolled around and the Lakers decided, well, you know what, we're gonna wait a second here. We do not have to do this extension right now. We could kick the can down the road. I would understand, and maybe that has more to do with, well, what's Braun's future gonna be? What's what's the roster and the team gonna look like? Um, but for me, if they also on August 4th um, put put ink to paper and Anthony Davis is going to be a Laker for years to come, 
all that means to me is cool. Now you got to go get that other superstar. And yes, you got to have the right supporting cast and everything else that comes with it. But AD is the second best player or one of the uh, best players on your team on a championship team. I'm okay with. If he's the best player, I don't know if that team is going to go make a championship run. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, okay, let's take a quick call. Call here, Todd from Anaheim Hills. Todd, what's going on? Slee, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. What What do you think? What, and I don't know if AD is the topic that you want, but uh, what, what do you think about that extension that's coming up? I got a couple topics that you've been mentioning. So as far as AD goes, I, I think you're right. I think he stays. He's going to be a Laker going forward, but I just don't think the $160 million, I, I think you need to try to get him at some kind of a hometown discount so that they can uh, free up some money to sign other guys. Next year is a tremendous free agent class in the NBA. So I think you got to, you got to have some money available to go out for some of those guys. Uh, was there anything else on there that, that you mentioned? You know, the other thing too, you were talking about LeBron and Bronny earlier too. You know, I, he, I'm the biggest Laker fan in the world, 50 plus years watching the Lakers, but I'm not the biggest LeBron guy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to say, if he, if he walks next year, I think he's due 50 plus million next year. And if he walks away from that to go play with his kids somewhere else, uh, I got to give the guy a lot of respect for doing that. But I just, I, I got to believe that you're going to see AD and LeBron both back with the Lakers next year. What do you think? Appreciate you calling in, Todd. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how. I, it's so tough to try to predict LeBron at this stage of his career. Did he, is he won championships? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's won with three different teams. You got finals MVPs, got the most points in the history of the NBA. He's top five in assists. Um, you know, whether LeBron is your your favorite player of all time or he's not on top, whatever it is, every franchise he's played for, he's going to have left there with delivering a championship. And if moving forward in his 22nd season – he wants to go play with his son, and you're right. He does have a $50 million player option. Don't worry. He's going to go get paid somewhere else even if he leaves. Um, but even if he, if, he, if he did end up leaving and now it's maybe the priority is no longer winning championships. I know this year the priority will be winning a championship. I know last season the priority was winning a championship. I know every other year he's ever played in the NBA, it's been about winning a championship. But maybe in his 22nd year that priority changes a little bit because – it's his son. But there's so – man, I, I I can't literally – it feels like we're 10 years away from that just because I got no idea how good his kid's going to be in college. Okay, what what kind of what kind of player could he potentially be in the NBA? Is he a G leaguer? I, I literally have no idea. Is he a top 15 pick, top 10 pick? Um, I think that's all going to play itself out, and then we'll see what happens there. As far as the Anthony Davis front, the hometown discount – I just don't think we live in a world like that anymore. We just don't. It's really difficult for players to say, so you want me to take less and go see what these owners are making with the valuations every single year, what those valuations are for the league. When their new negotiations are done, by the way, which is so crazy, the streaming services, the competition, I'm sure there's going to be networks that you didn't know that want a piece of it, not just ESPN and TNT. Um I find it very difficult for an agent and a player to sit there and say, you know what, 
you're worth 50 a year, but you should take 40 so the team could go try to, you know, figure it out. Well, the team already, it's up to them to go try to figure it out. But to give a hometown discount, seeing the money that these owners are making, eh, I don't think that's happening anymore. This is, uh, it's a, it's a, that's not a new era, but it, it's an era where there's so much money being made that I'm sure the players are going to say, cool, well, let me make sure that I get I get my cut as well. Okay, Max Christie is coming up next. Um, we'll get a chance to uh, connect with him. I, I talked to him a couple days ago and uh, just want to get his thoughts on his own player development, what he thinks about this upcoming season, what was it like being on a team that got to the Western Conference Finals. Max Christie up next. Uh, stay right here. Lakers talk on 710 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. We got a special guest tonight. Very, very excited. This isn't just me. A lot of Laker fans are very excited about the future of guard for the Los Angeles, Max Christie. Max, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, uh, listen, it's kind of funny. Um, I know there's always a lot of uh, different conversations that goes around the Lakers you're getting a lot of, and I know this, we're in the hardest summer league right now, uh, but, man, th- there is definitely a wave of Laker fans that are excited to see what your future is going to be like with the Lakers. Can can you just walk us through your summer a little bit? I think I read something that you gained 10 pounds of muscle. You want to do everything you can to just work on your game. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this summer. Yeah, well, ever since the season ended, uh, when, I, when it first ended, I think I took a week or two off just to decompress and relax. But then after that, it was really straight to work, and I was lifting, you know, almost every day throughout the week. That's how I, I was able to gain some of that muscle, like you were saying. So I lifted a lot, and, of course, I was on the court a lot as well. So I've just been working out really, really hard for the, for the summer and for the past few weeks. And um, now heading into summer league, or we played, I think, four games here so far. So um, I think the work has sort of shown, and, um, you know, I don't think it's any surprise because of the, the amount of work I put in this summer. Max, what, what's been what's been the big difference going from, you know, last year in summer league? It's the first time you had ever done it. It's uh, obviously things are new to you. You had just been drafted. What, tell, tell me how much different this second round is, getting an opportunity to be there. How much easier is it just kind of knowing what to expect? Well, it's a lot different. Um, it's definitely uh, crazy what a difference a year can make. Um, I think all the stuff that I learned throughout the season last year um, has made, you know, this year's summer league that much easier. I just know what to expect. And, you know, being around guys like LeBron and AD and, and Russ and Pat Bev when they were there and D-Lo and, you know, all our vets, um, it, it makes it a lot easier to sort of learn the game and, and, and just makes it easier to apply it as well when I'm actually playing. And so um, I think the biggest thing is just the experience I've acquired over the past year and, Mentally, I'm just in a better place just because I know what's going on. What um, I know I want to go back a little bit and a couple different ways to look at it, but the Lakers get all the way to the Western Conference Finals and uh, Denver ends up winning the NBA championship. But what was that experience like? Get an opportunity to play a series. It's the Memphis Grizzlies. It's the Golden State Warriors. It's the Denver Nuggets. Here you guys were four games away again to the NBA Finals. What was that like for you? Uh, it was it was definitely really cool. It was a huge opportunity for me to learn a lot of things. I didn't necessarily play as much um, during the playoffs, but I still wanted to find ways to to get better, even sitting on the bench and learning from all those guys and seeing, you know, how schemes might change and how game plans might change, you know, with the playoffs and compared to the regular season. And so, um, I definitely learned a lot 
And um, I think it's something that I've been able to apply pretty seamlessly to my game as well, just the things I've been able to learn and the questions I've been able to ask all our vets and our experienced guys who play in the playoffs. So um, it was a great experience for me just to be able to learn and get better that way. Yeah, it's always uh, interesting because anytime you see younger players in a playoff run, it's not typical that, you know, like you mentioned, you're not to log in 30 minutes as a rookie in the Western Conference Finals. You just don't see it. But now right. that you're now that you kind of have this opportunity, um, like you mentioned right out the gate, you took one or two weeks off, but you've been in in the gym the entire time or the entire time. Um, what what's your hope this upcoming season? What what are you hoping that you can take some of the experiences that you got in year one? How, how do you think you become a consistent player for the Los Angeles Lakers that again is going to be trying to get back to the finals? Yeah, um, you know, I think it's just building on what I, the foundation I've been able to lay this summer here with all my hard work and then the way I've been playing um, and also being able to apply that into our system. Um, you know, my ability to defend, you know, uh, multiple positions at a high level and also my ability to shoot the three is going to be really important for me in terms of being able to be a part of the rotation and help us get back to that Western Conference Finals and even better an NBA championship. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to find, find my way to, to make an impact, you know, on winning and you know i think like i said defense and 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 three-point shooting is an area that or two areas sorry that i can excel at and two areas that will help me get in that rotation and help us win a lot of games max christie uh taking some time to join me here on lakers talk um max in the summer league you got a couple uh youngsters yourself what 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 have you thought so far about jalen hood shafino what do you thought of Maxwell Lewis, how are those two young players playing? And even Colin Castleton, who I think we're all learning a little bit more about. What do you think of some of your teammates that you've watched so far in Summer League? Yeah, they're all great. You know, all three of them, and even Demoy, Demoy Hajar are the two two-way players playing great as well. You know, they're all picking up on stuff really well and really fast. And so um, it, it's really cool just to see, because you know, I was sort of in their shoes last year. And so it's cool to see how they're progressing, how they're going, how they're getting a lot more comfortable as the games go on. So, um, you know, they've been impressive, and um, I'm looking forward to watching them develop and watching them grow, and, um, you know, it's fun to watch and fun to play with. Now, have you sent them to go get you breakfast and things like that? I mean, you're you're a veteran now in Summer League. I mean, it's basically like you're the, uh, you're the LeBron of Summer League here. So are they going to get your coffee? <laughs> I mean, has everything shifted here from a year ago? No, 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 not not at all, not <laughs> at all. Not, not, not yet. Maybe not at all, but we'll see. We'll see, but no. Uh, I'm curious, um, you know, I think from afar, and it's one thing to just be a fan of the game, we've got a chance to see all the buzz behind Victor Wembenyama. Um, I know you guys have not gone up against them, but just uh, what what is what is your take been from a player? I'm always curious from a player perspective. When somebody's getting as much hype as Wembenyama is, and then now he's played uh, a, couple, um, a couple games here in Summer League, what have you thought of him? What have you thought? You got a chance to see Brandon Miller up close. What What have you thought of some of these other draft picks up close? Um, you know, I think this draft class is actually pretty solid. You know, they got a lot of high energy guys, and obviously a generational talent in, in Wembenyama. So um, he played really well last night. His first game wasn't as good, but I almost feel bad for him. All the hype he's getting, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost as if he can't just be a normal guy. You know, everybody's watching him, but um, you know, I think he's handling it really, really well, and. You know, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I hope he does really, really well. And you know, same with all the other draft, draft guys, all the other guys that were drafted high. Brandon Miller played against him yesterday. Actually, he was pretty good, and I was impressed by him. And uh, you know, it's just a good draft class. Drew Henderson played well the other day. The Thompson Twins are really explosive. They're looking good as well. And so, 
Um, just, you know, the, the, the first, the top couple picks are doing good. And, you know, I think the draft class can round out eventually in a few years and you'll see a bunch of them in the league still. Well, Max, I, I'll tell you, um, and I definitely, just from a Laker perspective, you see a lot of Laker fans that are excited about um, Max Christie's future. So I wish you nothing but luck, obviously, through the rest of this uh, summer. And then when, once we get to training camp and the regular season starts, I think there's going to be a lot of Laker fans uh, waiting and exciting to see uh, your development. So thank you for taking the time, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your summer. All right, brother? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. All right, that is uh, Max Christie of the Los Angeles Lakers. Thank you, man. Have uh, have a good rest of your day, and I appreciate you doing this. Yep, thank you, too. All right, that's uh, Max Christie right there. So I mentioned, uh, recorded that a couple days ago. Um, we got a few hours ago, Trudell had put out a tweet on Max Christie. So little injury update on Christie for the rest of summer leagues. has sustained a right hip strain in last night's game against Boston, so he'll be listed as day-to-day. Um, how about that kid? I can listen to him talk all day long. Really, really love his. And they're not kind of generic answers uh, in depth. Sounds much wiser than his age. And uh, he's incredibly talented. I I really do feel like, I know I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, I think he's going to get some opportunities this year. And I I think that's uh, certainly exciting to see what he can grow into. And the Lakers got a history of this. They got a history of drafting guys like Kyle Kuzma or Avita Zubat, uh, uh, Josh Hart, uh, Jordan Clarkson. There's players that they've taken, you know, further down where they found ways uh, and look at the Caruso's of the world, look at the Austin Reeves of the world and develop them. That's why summer league's a little bit more interesting than maybe if you're another team that has not has as much um, has not had as much success. But the front office for the Lakers have done an incredible job, and uh, keep an eye out for Max Christie. I think he might get some opportunities here. I thought it was interesting what he said about Wembenyama. He feels bad for all the hype, and he said he's rooting for him. Man, ton of hype. You, you, can't, you can't get any more hype than what Wembenyama is getting. And every single day, there's going to be a magnifying glass um, around him and, and what he brings to the table. Okay, I'm going to change topics here. Um, we got a little rivalry going here between the Lakers and the uh, Denver Nuggets. Can you have a rivalry under this one playoff matchup? Well, I guess there's a couple years of history, right? 2020, the Lakers took out the Nuggets, won a championship. 2023... The Nuggets take out the Lakers, win an NBA championship. Now, the coaches, uh, at least uh, for the Lakers, it's a different coach. Frank Vogel won a chip in 2020. Darvin Ham trying to do it now with the Lakers. We come back, I want to spend a little time on this. I, I, I thought it was interesting to hear Michael Malone, some of his comments after they won an NBA championship. Darvin Ham had his own thoughts on, uh, on some of that chatter. And uh, also a couple of NBA stories I want to get into as well. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, uh, shout out to uh, Max Christie. Took some time earlier in the week to uh, join the show. Really appreciate that. Thank you to the public relations department as well from the from the Lakers on uh, helping setting that up. Um, so was, <laughs> I want to play because I want to play some sound here. I, I think it's kind of funny. Um, after the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship. Uh, they were doing the parade, and, and Michael Malone was getting ready to get introduced. The broadcaster for the Denver Nuggets, this is going to tie back to something I heard yesterday from Darvin Ham. The broadcaster for the uh, Denver Nuggets, uh, the MC that was doing the championship parade, 
This is what he had to say when he was introducing Michael Malone. Take a listen. He came into this world as the son of a coach, but in these playoffs, he became the Lakers' daddy. Okay, a little cheesy. All right, what <laughs> it is what it is. Now, like Mike Malone didn't say it, so it is what it is. But that was the setup that he had. There was a lot of conversation, I remember, during the playoffs where um, every time the Lakers would get the attention, Michael Malone and his pressers would try to remind everybody, hey, guys, uh, remember us? We're the, also the other team, and why aren't you talking more about us? Um, Michael Malone was clearly, clearly irritated that the Denver Nuggets weren't getting enough attention. Personally, for me, I, I thought when it was all going down, it's like, yeah, doesn't really matter. You guys are up two nothing. You guys are up three. You guys just swept the Lakers. What do you care about the media talking about the Lakers? It's the Lakers. There's only a few franchises, literally in sports, all the sports that has of much power as the Lakers do. There's a few brands. There's the Cowboys. There's the uh, the Yankees. There Manchester United. There's there's only a few franchises that have it. And oh by the way, LeBron James also plays for the Lakers. There was a little bit later, um, I remember he went on Pat McAfee, and he's on Pat McAfee's show, and a question comes in, and um, he eventually says, Michael Malone says, uh, that he's thinking about retiring, making fun of what Braun said in after the Lakers got swept. So Michael Malone has been irritated by the Lakers, has taken some shots at the Lakers, and I'm going to be brutally honest, I really don't care. If you win an NBA championship and you back it up, you kind of can run your mouth. So um, it is what it is. It comes with the territory. Guys that run their mouth and they don't win, I think they look stupid. Whether you like Michael Malone's approach, style, whatever the case is, I think it's irrelevant. They won an NBA championship. That's all I really pay attention to. Darvin Ham, uh, some of this sound came out yesterday, made an appearance on Uncut Podcast with Mark Stein and Chris Haynes. Take a listen when the question came up about the new nickname for Denver Nuggets coach Mike Malone on the Lakers. Take a listen. Mike Malone did a lot of celebrating. Oh, wow. Bring up money, Mike. The, the Lakers daddy, right? That's what they call him now, the Lakers daddy. That's what they call him now, the Lakers daddy. Well, I guess you, you, you could talk when you win, when, when you win a championship. God like bless his soul. <laughs> this ain't over. That's what's up. God That's bless his soul. All right, God bless his soul. This ish ain't over. God bless his soul. I think we have a really cool, unique, and I don't know how long it's going to last because Braun is in his, you know, getting ready to start his 21st season, but a cool little rivalry between two NBA franchises right now. And the reason why you could say there's a little bit of a rivalry there, look, I'm not trying to compare Lakers and the Celtics. I'm not. There's at least a rivalry here because. They faced each other two of the last four years to determine who ends up winning an NBA championship. Lakers faced them in 2020 in the bubble, and after they beat the Denver Nuggets, they went on to beat the Miami Heat um, in the NBA Finals. The Denver Nuggets swept the Los Angeles Lakers this year, went on to beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. The only way you could really have any type of rivalry is, A, you're facing each other that the two squads are having opportunities to go back and forth. B, it's not lopsided. The fact that the Nuggets got a championship and the Lakers got a championship and they had to go through each other to win those championships, I think also adds to it. 
And then the third most important element of trying to get together some or trying to put together some type of rivalry is when there's some chirping, when both teams are talking, and especially if it's the both uh, the head coaches. So I just kind of found that fascinating, and I found it interesting, and I think it's a good matchup. And the Lakers, I think, got better in the offseason while the Denver Nuggets did not, did not sign Bruce Brown, did not sign Jeff Green. Maybe that uh, evens things out. We'll have to wait and see. A couple NBA stories I want to get into here real quick. Um, the NBA rule changes. So I don't know where everybody is on the rule changes. I'm going to give the flopping, um, the the in-game flopping penalty is great. Um, I think that's a, a big, big thing that will help the NBA kind of get rid of guys throwing their body around and, and cheap shots. By the way, that should also be for offensive players as well, where they flop to pretend that there's a foul. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, but I like that the NBA is addressing that. I think it's important. The other thing, I don't really care as much about the second coach's challenge, to be honest with you. I, I can't stand how much the game has stopped. I wish they had a little shot clock to when they're reviewing a, a play. I right, give the referees 30 to 60 seconds. If you can't figure out what the hell happened, then just go with the call that you made on the floor. Let's keep this thing moving. The last thing I'm going to say is that in-season tournament. Can we just give that thing a chance? Can we give it an opportunity? Can we give the NBA... And can we give Adam Silver the benefit of the doubt? I'm not telling you it's going to work. I'm just telling you it's not that big of a deal. I think we're making way too big of a deal about the in-season tournament. They're going to try it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Everything will move on. Um, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to the show tonight. Uh, Go back to the podcast if you missed any of the show. Thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. And thank you to Mar Ruiz. Uh, LA, hope you guys have a great rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow.